he goes, yeah, he's like, that's cool. He goes, because, uh, you know, I tell people that story all the time, too. He's like, you know, I have, I have two claims to fame. And I'm sure, like, and sure. I'm like, yeah, here we go. Here, here, yeah, here's yeah. where I'm going to get my flowers. He goes, you know, I, he's like, I hooked up with Jennifer Lawrence and I started above Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> You're not part I'm of not even in it. I'm not even in the lineup. It's Lace. It's also Catherine Blanford, and this is an episode of Cheaty's Podcast, a catch-up episode. Whereas, in addition to Lace and Catherine, we have no one else on here. That's right. It's just us catching up. And our ghosts. Us and our, our and ghosts. And Ghouls, demons, and trauma. And our um, ancestors. <laughs> uh, Catherine, where are you going to be? Because you've got, you just got back from out of town. You're going to be in some more places. I know you want to get some people to some shows. Uh, what, where are some dates they can they can see you at? Oh, I just added one. I forgot to add it to my website. Big deal, guys. Salt Lake City, Utah. Ever heard of it? <laughs> I'm going to be at Wise Guys at the Jordan Landings location. Uh, July 7th and 8th, right after I get back from Europe. Next week, I fly down to Austin, Texas at Creek and Cave, the 14th and 15th of July. And then um, I got just some California shows. Where are you going to be, Lace Larry? Um, I'm going to be in Florida the, the end of this week. So y'all can catch me in Sarasota at McCurdy's on, uh, we got two shows that night, June 16th. The next night, um, uh, June 17th, I am at the Claremont Performing Arts Center headlining there. And apparently I'm on a billboard, as someone has told me down in Florida. I got a very frantic text that said, I just saw you on a billboard. Um, so that's good. At least one person has Huge. seen that. And uh, that's cool. So they're really, really trying to get those tickets. I'm, I'm guessing And that makes so. all the serums and Botox worth it. A hundred percent. Right. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, if y'all are anywhere near the Orlando area, apparently Claremont is very close to Orlando. So if you're like, oh my God, it sounds very far away. No, just be in Orlando and it'll be very close. So please come to those. And then if you're in the Atlanta area, come see me at Mad Life Stage and Studios, one of my favorite venues, um, Thursday, June 29th. And then I'll be at some other places. I also need to update my website. Have not done that in a month. Uh, so it's real stupid because I've got more stuff. And I need to put those links on there. Okay, so as always, uh, to check out any of our dates, upcoming shows, uh, all that good jazz, you can check out our websites or go to our Instagram. Um, well, speaking of that, we're going into oh. our first segment, which is a oh, story. Yes. Oh, good. I it, I got to do Burt Kreischer's podcast recently. Yes, you did. I don't know if I told you this. What? I might have told you a story. I uh, well, that just reminded me because he was like, "Well, where where are you going to be? Let's pull up your dates." And because he, they he, he's like that big screen, and they go yeah. they go onto my website, and I'm like, "Oh, I haven't. No, no, I haven't touched this. No, 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 no. Where, no, don't do. No, don't do that." And they're going up. It's like dates that have been canceled. He's like, "Oh, <laughs> he's like, you're going to be in Springfield, Missouri." I'm like, "No, I already went." I'm like, "I haven't updated that. I, I just googled the day. I don't know." And it, oh, it, was, it was a disaster. So, uh, okay, going into that podcast, did I, t- I don't think I told you this. I mm. um, 
the night before, like I, I went to dinner with Spade and he was like, do you have your stories ready? And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, you gotta have, you gotta have your stories. Right. And I'm like, he's like, you have to have stories you're ready to tell. I'm like, I, I right. just, what? I just was going to let it flow. And, he, and so I'm like yeah. going home at night and I'm like jotting down stories that I'm going to tell. Right. And I told him to push cheating. So I was like, what's my cheating story? So, okay. I get into the podcast. First of all, I am trying to insert stories where they don't even belong naturally <laughs> with the flow of conversation. I'm like, speaking of elephants, I was riding right. my boyfriend the other day and no, I would never get that dirty. But like, I mean, no. you, ju- he, you just see his face like, what? And I'm like, sorry, I have to get my stories in. <laughs> Spade said I have to get my stories so in. I got to get my stories in. And uh, so so we, get, we go into Chidi's and he's like, he's he actually had a story, which is really interesting. And then he's like, what is your story? And I was like, okay, here we go. So I naturally tell the Jennifer Lawrence story. I oh, have the to. best. Right? You have to. Yeah, I know. I'm one. like, what? yeah. And uh, I'm working on a bit on it on stage right now, by the oh, way. Oh, good. And, uh, good, good, good. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Cheaties listeners, if you are a newer listener, you got to go back to the very beginning when our audio was horrific and our um, timing was even worse. But we, Catherine did tell this full story back uh, early on. Um, you got to go check it out. Go find it. So, okay. Yeah. So I'm telling the story. Growing up in Louisville, Kentucky, mind you, Louisville, Kentucky is the largest small town in the world. Do you, like these people yeah. that they, I mean, love it, but like a lot of people don't leave Louisville. They think Louisville mm-hmm. is the center of the universe. The people sure. in Louisville are more important than, you know, the King and Queen of England. Do you sure. know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm, I'm not shitting on it. I'm just, this is, this is backstory to what I'm about to tell you. Right. Yeah. 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 So tell a story about, uh, growing up in high, I'm like telling Bert, like I've grown up in high school. I shoot on my boyfriend. he, you know, the night I couldn't make a New Year's Eve party, he ends up hooking up with Carrie's cousin, who was just a girl that left Louisville and would come back and visit Carrie, who's our friend. And she was just Carrie's cousin, whatever, he hooked up with her. We were even. She grew up to be Jennifer Lawrence. I'm like, karma's a bitch. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. So Bert goes, uh, where's the guy now? I'm like, huh? What? Jennifer Lawrence? I don't I don't know who she's married to. He's like, no, the guy, your, your high school boyfriend. And I'm like, yeah. oh, I'm like, uh, I'm like, I, I, he's like, I'm like, he's doing fine. He's, he, he's coaching football now. And he's like, where? I'm like, I think at Oregon, I know everything. I'm like, Oregon offensive coach. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like embarrassing, like the details flowing out of me. Like, I'm like, God damn it. How do you... You're like, well, before he get, had Riley, um, right. his second kid. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> he, he was in San Antonio and then he got a promotion yeah, to then, Oregon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God, that's I, I'm doing it again, and I, I hate it. Yep. And so yep. he goes, he goes, oh, pull him up, and he pulls him up on the big screen, and I'm like, no, no, this isn't, no, oh, this isn't where I want no, this no, to no. go. His no, face no, 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 is no. on there, like you know, his stats, his like coaching stats. I'm like, fuck this. This so okay. So long story short, I I call him after, and I'm like, I'm like, I just did Burt Kreischer's. Oh, what's up? Mm-hmm. I text him. I was like, uh, just. I just wanted to run it by you. I might have, I maybe might have blown you up on the Burt Kreischer podcast. It's a big yeah, podcast. Yeah. You might, uh, you you might hear about it. Your yeah. your name and face was was uh, was uh, enhanced on a large screen. <laughs> uh, I was like, just yeah, I was like, you know the story I told. I was like, is that cool? And and um, he calls me like two hours later. And first of all, I'm like. You're welcome. But I'm like, I just, sure. you know what I mean? Yeah. I just like, 
Uh, yeah, you're, just, you're famous now. Right. So just want to yeah. look, get, get ready. Get ready. And, I yeah, just made and, you famous. Yeah. Right. And he goes, yeah. He goes, uh, I mean, yeah, that's cool. And I'm like, yeah, it's fucking cool. Are you kidding me? No. Yeah. No, like, oh, that's really cool. You did Burt Kreischer's podcast. Nothing like that. No. He goes, uh, he goes, uh, he goes, I mean, do you make me sound bad? Like, as long as I don't sound bad. He's like, I mean, we only made out. And I'm like, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And, uh. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm like, it was fine. Bert was like talking about how he knew somebody that coached an Oregon staff and then we moved on. And he goes, yeah, he's like, that's cool. He goes, uh, cause you know, I tell people that story all the time too. He's like, you know, I have, I have two claims to fame. And I'm sure, like, and sure. I'm like, yeah, here we go. Here, here, yeah, here's yeah. where I'm going to get my flowers. He goes, you know, I, he's like, I hooked up with Jennifer Lawrence and I started above Teddy Bridgewater. <laughs> You're not part I'm of not it. even in it. I'm not even in the lineup. <laughs> And that's why I was like, fuck Louisville. <laughs> fuck Louisville so fucking hard. So, yeah, that's like, so fucking funny. I was like, God, I just funny. blew you up on Burt Kreischer's podcast. And yeah, I don't even yeah. make your famous You're list. not even it. It's so funny because the two claims to fame. I mean, it's just that it's automatically like, oh, yeah, great. Obviously, obviously. Like, if you would have never asked what the two, you would walk away being like, yeah, right. for sure. It's yeah. me and J- J-Law. Yeah. That's yeah. what it is. He's like, no, no, him and a quarterback said I don't he's too injured to ever play and people will forget his name in ten years. It doesn't matter. I wanna I wanna buy him a gift and mail it to him. I'm sure you know his home address, so if you could just uh give me that, I'm gonna need to mail him a thank you card for that. Um no. that's fucking hilarious. Dude, and then, and it, I was like <laughs> that made my whole year. That's like, cool. so funny. And then and then he hugs up and he goes, Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, anyways, congratulations on Kimmel. I'm like, N- it wasn't even on Kimmel. It wasn't even Kimmel. wasn't even Kimmel. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, the universe finds ways to humble me so humble quickly. You. Yes. I mean, That's this is... so fucking yeah. funny. Yeah. All right. That's um, great. That makes me very happy. I'm so glad. I hope that he did that on purpose. Like, I really no. hope that he had that planned and he knew... No, it's, like, this it's, this will put that Leo bitch in her place. <laughs> it's dude. It's Louisville people. Like they, I was such a peon growing up in high school. Like I was just the stringy haired, truly like, sure. you know, like the main girl, the main character's best friend. I was sure. like the main character's best friend, best friend. You know how, like, <laughs> do you know how sometimes in like movies, like there's always that like side character that comes in every like fifth scene. Yeah. And has like one, 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 like that was me. Like I was so, I was so best friend of best friend of best friend status, which is fine. But like nobody from my upbringing registers me as as having any influence on the world. Sure. You were just the third, the third Blanford brother. Right. Uh, Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The scrawniest brother of the Blanford boys? Not even, not even. (laughs) I was just the middle one. You know what I mean? I was, I was, I was, wait, who's the nerdy one? And Simon, I was Simon and, and Simon, what, what are the chipmunks? Anyways. Alvin and the chipmunks. Yes. Yeah. I was Simon. I mm-hmm. like, I, I was at the airport recently, or this was like a couple, this was like actually right after I did Fallon. And I, mm-hmm. I came, I was doing like Lexington, I was recording something and I had to fly out of the Louisville airport that morning. And I ran into one of the guys I hung out with in high school, like, you know, quintessential, like, football jock. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, he comes up to me and he's like, Blanford, what's up? And I'm, again, feeling myself. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm about to, I'm about to just listen to him sing my praises. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm on top of the world. 
and he comes up to me and he's like, starts talking to me about how, you know, he's like, what, where are you at in Delta? And I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm about to be gold. And he's like, I'm diamond now. Cause I've been flying here, here and here and here. Doesn't even reckon, doesn't even mention. And, and, and I, and I try so hard. I'm like, you know, cause I'm in the airport all the time, you know, cause I'm traveling all the yeah. time. He's like, right. Yeah. Me too. So, and so here's my business plan and this is what I'm doing. And I'm like, Never God damn it. Why or anything. Yeah. 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 Well, also, fuck that dude, because that's just rude to have that kind to not even ask you why or be interested in you. No, it's fuck myself, because I truly am. I'm, I'm I mean, waiting no, you for showers it. of compliments. No, no, no. But like a normal person, that would be rude. That would be super rude for them to do, too. But for you, great. That fantastic. Whatever fucking keeps you down. <laughs> that's great. Uh, so but... shout out to Nick Iser. Uh, I'll say his name. I don't give a shit. Shit. Speaking of that, speaking of like, I don't know. I don't even know what to, to call it, but like to expect one thing and then get a completely different thing. That was kind of what happened to me the other night. So did you have more to that story? No, I'm done. You could go ahead now. Now it's your turn to tell me your humbling yes. story of the week. Thank you. Thank you, Catherine. Um, I... Well, so it'll, I'll give a, I'll give a little positive and then the, and then the, the, the deep dive into uh negative negativity the next day so i i was on two shows this show on friday night that it's at home in atlanta i'm in in atlanta for for a couple weeks finally thank god it feels good um (laughs) it feels good and now it feels bad it felt good uh so i'm there i was like why did i sign up for the show this is gonna be terrible i think i even talked about it on the the intro to the podcast last week like oh god why did i do this it's like a storytelling show not my forte not my not my strength like this is not going to be good so the way the show works for those who are familiar with improv apparently this is a a, an improv game that people know about it's called an armando so uh, someone there's like a storyteller and then there's an improv troupe and the storyteller asks for a recommendation from the audience they come out and they go, okay, yell out, yell out things. And then you pick one and then you go from that. And then you tell a story that you've never told before. Now she always books a comic for this position and you, you can use bits. If you want, they would prefer you not to, they would prefer you just tell a story and it, no pressure. It doesn't even have to be funny. If it's not funny, it's not funny, but just the details and all that is what's important. It's supposed to be around three to five minutes. I already warned her ahead of time. It was definitely whatever it was gonna be 14 yeah i was like just she goes some people went longer than i was like okay just expect me to be on the longer end um but anyway and you do that like three to five times during the show and then every time you do your story when it's done then the improv troupe takes things out of your story and then they improvise scenes based on your story i went in terrified like just like i hate this i hate this i hate this i hate this i was so nervous People are coming up to me and they're like, oh my God, we came to see you tonight. We're so excited you're here. We're so and I was like, I hate this. Don't I hate I hate when too many people say they're excited to see you. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Well, I don't oh, this isn't really my okay, well, we're gonna see. We're did, <laughs> did you advertise it? No, didn't advertise oh. it. But they had me on the poster with the with the rest of the troop. And since Shonic is in the troop too, people there were a handful of people who came for me who thought this was a stand-up show. But they didn't realize Shonic wasn't doing stand-up, he was doing improv. So yeah, some friends came and they were like, what? And I was like, see, this is why I didn't advertise it. I was like, why did you not ask me? You should have sent me a message. Like I'm now I'm nervous. Now I'm even more nervous than I was before. 
So I get there and I have Madeline explain uh, to me multiple times what I'm doing. And then it gets started. Not trying to, okay, this is what I'm saying. I'm starting high because I'm going to end this real low. I get out there. Somebody, they're yelling out so much shit. I don't know how improvisers do this. I'm like listening and I'm like, I hear a thousand things and I'm like, fuck, okay. Uh, and then, then one, there was a pause and then one guy just yells out, celibacy. <laughs> I was like, that's funny. I was like, first of all, I started fucking at 15 and never stopped. <laughs> so, so I've never been celibate. The audience laughs and I was like, oh God. Okay. And then you're like, immediately you're like, once, you know, as a comic, once you get that one laugh, you're like, oh, now I fuck. I'm the queen of the castle now. Now I got this shit. And and then I was like, well, I guess we could talk about when I lost my, my, when I ended my 15 years of celibacy. And then they're like, yeah. And then I when started I to tell. When I ended my 15 years. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> and then I just go in and I just start thinking of all these details of stuff as a kid, like the, me being a weird, horny kid. And then into when I met the, the, the guy that I, I lost my virginity to and and it just went fabulously. It was, it, I felt, I was so, the audience was so just, uh, they're just on board. They're so supportive. Uh, improv audiences are just too fucking nice. Like impro improvisers are just too nice. Like before the show, everybody, <clears throat> and I said this on stage and like before the show, you know, they're all back there. Got your back, got your back, got your back, got your back. And I was like, Ugh. and they said it to me and I was like, God, God bless, God bless you. Got you, you too on. Yes. And, and peace be with you and God go, you go fuck yourself. And yes. Oh yeah. I, what, I was just like, I hate, I was, so, I was starting to sweat. I was like, I don't like why well, I was like, don't be supportive. I don't like this. I don't like this. Um, so then, and it just went incredibly well. And I told a fucking, and it was seven minutes. Yes. But I told a seven minute long story that had tons of shit in it that I've never talked about on stage that I've never said. And it was flowing decently. And I, I was so happy about it. I was like, fuck. Okay. Then they get up there and they pull out the funniest shit out of what I said. And I mean, it was so good. And then that three times that happened three times in a row. And I was like, I want, this is how I want to do stand-up comedy. Three different stories. Yes. I got to tell three, I had three different things and then they get up three times, you know, after, and they do their whole, like, whatever thing. And now each time it was seven minutes on the dot. I don't know what it is. I could, I just couldn't tell. I just couldn't, couldn't tell a story shorter than we seven know. minutes. It's we just, get it. We get it. I know. I know. I know. But you know, it was closer to five. It was closer to five. Than right. And when 10. you say seven, we know you mean 12. No, no, no. I had my phone. I had my phone. It was seven minutes on the dot. Okay. So every time I was very, very surprised with myself. When I saw the five, I would see, I would look down and see four and I was like, all right, gotta wrap this up. Gotta wrap this up. Place. Mm -hmm. it's get to five. <laughs> and then I would look down and I was like, fuck, every time. We anyway. call it a lace five. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So anyway, surprised myself, enjoyed the hell out of it. Like there was, it was weird because they were too supportive. They were very sweet. It all worked out well. Didn't expect it to go that way. I was like, if things are too friendly and everything beforehand, I'm like, it's all 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 hell's gonna break loose and it's gonna it's gonna be bad. Jesus. So prove myself wrong. Oh yeah, I'm so fucked up in the head. So the next night, very similar thing happens. I'm doing this show that I did back in September. I was the feature in September, and um, I just happened to have a magical night very cool crowd. I was able to like riff right off top. 
And then it was just funny and everybody was rowdy and they were drinking and, and I just, I did my hits and they just loved me that night. The booker was like, we got to get you back. You're headlining the next time. I was like, cool. Great. Thank you so much. Can't wait. But I was like, I need to give it some time. You can't bring me back right back to back. That's not how it works. Um, so this was that, this was my follow-up show to that. This time I'm the headliner. I get there, Catherine, every freaking, and this is at an American Legion. Sounds, set up, sounds like a terrible show. Sounds like it's going to be a bad show. Not. Mm -hmm. These people were, like I said, the last time, just incredibly cool. That you get there and you're like, oh, they're all old and they're going to hate me. No. Bunch of people who've been through some shit. They're funny. They want dirty. I, way too many people came up to me and said, we're so happy you're back. Oh my God. We can't wait. We brought friends. We're so excited. People were like, I saw this in the newspaper and I love you. And I saw you before at the punchline. You blew David. One, what, this one couple goes, we saw you open for Dave Attell years ago. You blew him out of the water. And I'm like, okay, fucking relax. Like, I don't, <laughs> this is absolutely not true, but yeah. I'm glad you, I'm your style. I'm glad you like this. Yeah. And then, and then after like the fifth of these people, I was like, I, I want to leave my body. I fucking Hey, I'm like, this is too, I would rather walk into a place where not a soul knows who I am and then prove to them that I'm funny. That's what right. I, would mu- I would much rather do that. Any, I don't know. How you you're feel. starting from ground zero and then you can go up instead of starting ground zero. And, but they have no such sticks. high expectation. No stakes. Yeah. And yeah. that's kind of oh, what I'm very much. Yeah. The yes. night before no stakes. Cause I'm like, I'm going to suck at this. I don't know what this is. And then it turned out to be great. And I was like, Oh yeah, great. So I'm at the, the show, the American Legion show. And like I said, way too many people are excited to see me again. People come out of the freaking woodwork to come see me. We sold like double the tickets that we sold for the last one. So yeah. 200 people in this I, place. I, I solely get you on that. Is I, whenever you know people are there and they're excited to see you or it's people that have never seen you but you know it just puts this weird pressure on you that you're like ugh I just there are variables in any show that anything can go any sort of way and you're like Mm -hmm. this is their only measurement yes and you never know how it's gonna go also at the same time when you after a show like sometimes after a show somebody will come up to me and I'm like oh my god you were there Mm -hmm. and I'm like thank God, I didn't know you were there. And the Thank show God I didn't great. know you were there. Thank God I didn't know you were there. Yes. I wish that's how it was. You should never have to talk to or see an audience before you go up. And the way this place is set up, it's a big giant event space, you know, for veterans. And so it's not like, it's not set up like a, like a comedy club. There's no secret right. entrance. There's no way, there's no way around it. They want you to eat with the people beforehand. They want you to talk to everybody. They've got you sat at the very front row we no. were like, no, thank no. you. No, 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 no. Um, but uh, so Nick Murphy was opening. Who's a beast. The booker tells Nick to do 45 minutes that he wants him to do 45 up top. I was like, that's not what I agreed to. All right, fine. Then find out no, that uh, there's a, that now that there's, there's a host, there was no host last time I did it. It was just me. I host featured for this, the, this, whatever guy he brought in the headline. And so here we are. He has now thanked or thanked. He has now um, asked 
Nick to do more time. No. He then drops on me. I mean, no offense on Nick. Right? No. It's just, what are you going to do? 20 minutes? So that's what I said. So then there's a host who has a 15 minute set, a a host that's dropped on me last second when I get there. And he's telling him. So I'm like, I'm not even going to start. And the show starts like 15, 20 minutes late. So by the time I get up, a full show has happened. Like the, and then of course, uh, the, the host, he's kind of funny, but he hasn't been on stage in like 15 years or something like that. I'm like, great. Okay. So give him so, five minutes. So give him five or and give or, or, or and nine. give Nick 30 20 to, to 25, 25. 20, 25. Yeah. And then you do an hour. It is an hour and a half show. People are tired so, after an hour and a half. And it's a bunch of veterans, and it's the, the average age in the room is uh, 55, 60, um, except for the people who, like, found it on, on uh, the, you know, newspaper, the, the internet, or whatever. And uh, so they're sprinkled in there. They don't know what the hell's going on in this room. By the time, and, and Nick crushes. There, there, people are in the back and going, he's funny, he's funny. He's, people coming up to me, the same people who told me they loved me before. Oh, he's great. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, he's very funny. Mm-hmm. Great. That's great. Thank uh-huh. Thank you so much. Thank they and they're just going on and on and on. These men, they're falling over. He's got all this crowd work going with all these of uh, these older men, and he's got all these references to all this shit. This like the, the, the stuff that like I'm not gonna say or bring up and things that aren't like they're just not in my wheelhouse to talk about. And I I I'll say though, I had this past weekend, I had a guy opening great guy great comic i didn't say anything but he did start the show with a lot of lot of crowd work and i was kind of like oh i understand what headletters don't like comics to do crowd work before one thousand percent it's a little it's everything squeezed out of the crowd you can't get anything now i i kind of hate and i'm like I, i i always thought like oh you're you're being a sissy but it's like it's your show and you have the most pressure on yourself and you're the one whose name's attached to the tickets that's right Do, like don't don't step on the headliner a thousand percent and see with me see i'm thinking because I've, I've had nick open for me a couple times because it's a good juxtaposition of you know and i'm like okay if they don't like me they'll like him vice versa like giving everybody a little something of something and i've never said before don't do crowd work i've been like no do what you want the same kind of idea like oh fucking yeah do whatever you i can handle this and it was glaringly obvious Saturday night that first of all, it's the amount of time they gave him too. Cause like before right. it's been an actual feature set. This was a headlining set. He did a headlining set with full crowd work and no, this isn't about him. Like this has nothing to do with him. He did what he was, but he did a good job. He did what was asked to be done. By the time I got up there, there was no point of me doing They're anything. Cooked. They're cooked. They're cooked. They're done. They're done. They are squeezed. The fruit has been plucked. It has been picked. It has been squeezed. There is nothing left. I can't reference anything that he referenced because it's all been done. He already pointed out the fun table, already had a billion things to talk about with fun table. He had the thing with this guy with the eyebrows, the thing over here with that guy, the thing with this lady, the thing, this, it's all been done. And I can't, I wasn't there for those jokes. So if I try, it's like, well, then that's already, yeah, we've pointed them out, you know? And it just, I felt as naked and unprepared as I've ever felt on stage. It was the worst feeling. And granted, that's a lot in my head, you know, and I'm sitting there like, Lace, you know better than this. Come on, do some funny shit. I tried to like riff on some stuff about the military from like my military experience, my whole family's military. And I was trying to do this and this, and it just wasn't, people were just like, no, they're cooked. 
They like, were they had zero interest in me, Catherine. They were like, and, and I'm and I and then you then you start to sweat. You start second guessing yourself. You're like, do I fucking know what I'm doing? Now I'm standing on stage. I'm like, I feel overdressed now. Now I feel you know like I just I'm, I'm quadruple guessing every single thing about myself, my comedy. And then the worst part is when it just like the overwhelming feeling of they begged to have me back. Tons of people kept telling me how badly they want to see me. And now it's like, I'm, I, I didn't, I wouldn't say a bomb bomb because bomb would mean I didn't get any laughs. I got laughs, but it was as close to just a, a full bomb as it could possibly be without it being just, and I just, I couldn't want, I couldn't leave the stage quicker. Oh my God. What are the ladies from the off? Totally fucking forgot this. Catherine. Oh my God. If it wasn't already terrible by the time I got up there, one of the ladies in the audience who her name's Barbie, she was my like main thing. The last time I was there, you know, like me and me and Barbie had a whole back and forth the whole time. Right. So I had talked to Barbie again this time. Well, Barbie was in a whole, I don't know if she was on a pile of pills mixed with what, I don't know what was going on. Her and her husband were in a huge fight. He had gotten up, left the table, left her there. She gets up towards the end of my set, gets up, comes up to me on stage, hugs me on stage. I'm like, okay, okay, all right, y'all, let's, uh, and I try to like make a joke, like, I don't think Barbie's doing all right. Like, she might not make it through the night. Like, this is kind of a silence, absolute silence. It was the most awkward moment of my life. I was like, what is happening? Then the guy who books me, he, he, he's standing by the stage. He has now, he is also on pain pills. He's in a sling. He was in a car accident eight weeks ago. He's on a bunch of pain pills. He's a much, much older fellow. He had been drinking all night on pain pills. He starts making his way to the stage and I can see him out of the court. He's like standing in front of the stage now waiting for me to get off. And I'm not finished with my last bit. And now he's just like creeping up. This is after Barbie's oh. already come up and hugged me. It it could I I want to crawl. I want to I want to crawl on my own skin just retelling the story. And then he comes over to say, Oh, Lace, Lace, I'll do, let's hear it again for Lace. Let's hear it for Nick. He falls onto the stage. He doesn't come on the stage. He stands in front of us. I'm still up on the stage, up behind him. He's over here. He's standing in front of me on the ground. He then falls into the stage, I literally lean down, sit him up like a child. And now he's sitting on the stage and he's like rocking back and forth on the mic. And I'm like, oh, okay, everybody, okay. I'm gonna... And I just go to the back and then just pray that somebody buys a fucking t-shirt from me. I'm like, it was an absolute nightmare. Yeah. I mean, you, you had all the, that's all the cards stacked against you. And it is, it's, I think people, it's just when people put comedy, but they're not a comedy. They're, yeah. They don't have comedy knowledge. They'll go, oh, we'll do yep. a three hour show. And you're like, it's gonna be the great. brain turns off after an hour and a half. After one person talking That's what to I tried you, to say before. the brain is done after an hour and a half. You have a 90 minute show, period, flat, don't yep. push it. If somebody goes 10 minutes over, fine. But you should always try for an hour and a half. Do not book over an hour worth of openers. And then go have your headliner over go an on. hour. By the time I got on stage, it was yeah, like and and, 10, and never twenty forty five or, or nine twenty nine thirty. By the time I got on stage, people are tired. People are and like that's the yeah. I, I before I started headlining, I you know it was always like sometimes people would say like, oh, we liked you better than so and so the headliner, or or you would feel like, oh, I even had a better set than them. Once mm-hmm. you start headlining, you're like. 
you little chicken shit. You don't know fucking shit. Oh, you're you don't know. set up top when, right. when, when they were doing good and you could do your quickest little hits for eight minutes. And you could do you only the hits. To, and you don't have to keep their attention for an hour and know That's how right. to build tension. And you don't and have to deal it. with. You don't have to deal with a whole show People before now you. Settling into their Aggressively now drunk. Yeah. Yep. Now they're yeah. drunk. Now they're real talkative. Now they're antsy. Now they want to leave. Now, of course, people are going to walk out and go, well, that that type 20 person right. that I saw in the middle of the show, the sweet spot. So the first person comes out, cracks it up. For those of you who don't know, and I know we've talked about this before at some point, but like the first person comes out, cracks it open. That's the bullet spot. It takes a lot to get laughs as a host. And, and if you can, awesome. But they're not always even expected to be that funny. They just need to get information out. They're, they're breaking the tension. They're setting you up for the rest of the room. That second person gets to come out after the tension's been broken, after the bullet's been taken, before the headliner has to do the, the heavy lifting. And they just get this literal sweet spot. Yes. It's just perfection. Everybody's got their drinks. They've got their food. They're in a good mood. The couples haven't started fighting. And they're doing their best shit. Right. Of fucking course they had a better set than the headliner. I mean, sometimes, I mean, not always, you know, but it's like, no, no, but those times that that happens, you know what I mean? It's like, I get it too. The same thing. I I used to get that shit too. And you feel all a little cocky about it. And then what, what exactly, I'm just parent, literally parroting exactly what you said. But then once you're in that position, you're like, well, fuck yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, you you, know, right, right, right. Yeah. (laughs) You, you were handed blow up swimmies and I, and I was starting the deep end with a 45 pound weight. Right. Right. But here's the thing. It, it, and it's not always that way. I mean, that is all, that is generally a, a good spot to be in. It's a fun spot. You get decent money. You're not having to stay the whole show, whatever. It's, it's a great spot. But it, if a show goes the way it's supposed to, it goes up and up and up. And then the, right. the headliner brings it all. And the people are there for the headliner and they're excited. But if there's too much show that happens for the headliner hits the stage, nobody wants to sit through 45 minutes to an hour of this person. Doesn't matter how much they like that person. Uh, if they've already sat through an hour plus. Yeah, somebody it's else. Just too much. Oh, I, and they had the doors open at six. The show started at eight. They had the doors open at six. Yeah, yeah. I'm on stage three and a half hours after people have gotten there. Yeah, it's just and I ha- I hated myself. Like I, I and then 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 you're quadruple, you know, doubling down. You're quadrupling down on yourself, going, "Well, if I was a better comic, I could have done better with that. I could have done. I shouldn't have said this. I shouldn't have said that. That's not what I should have closed on. That's not what I should have this. I should have done this with this moment." And then you just beat yourself up for the next three days. And till you enough time goes by where you forget, and then you accidentally get on stage again, and you're like, oh, "Okay, I guess I am a comic." No, I, I, the I mean, it's just, Ooh. dude. I, that's what you said about, you know, one show. You hate when people come and they judge you off of one show because you never. There's always factors that you can't control, and mm-hmm. that's just one of those things. I mean, that's, a, that's not to shit on it, but also just a, a reminder. It was a marathon legion. Mm-hmm. We're performing at the comedy cellar. I know, like, but it's like, no, I'm not saying they, that. I'm just saying people loved me though. And I wanted to give And So then I leave going, well, fuck. It's not going to hurt your like career. Me anymore. No, but it hurts my feelings. And sometimes, you know what you're stuck with for life is your feelings. Your feelings. Right. Um, <laughs> your career can end at any point, but your feelings. Right. That's awesome. right. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So yeah. Got that I, out. But, uh, I, you, did I you almost, have a similar? Well, um, no, I just have learned how to speak. I I get nervous because sometimes like clubs or somebody somebody new will give a host in a future more time. Like 
I think mm-hmm. even this past weekend, host and feature were both doing 20 minutes. And I was like, what the fuck? And yeah. I have learned to stop being the nice people pleaser and speak up. Cause I'm like, no, I've, I've worked hard. I've earned this spot. Yeah. It's my show. Right. I know I shouldn't have it to be battling somebody. I, I did host spot. I'm not saying I did, but like the host doesn't need to be doing 20 minutes. No, God, never. No, host yeah. doesn't need to do over 10 period. End of and story. It, it makes, oh, it makes and you more like, time oh, in between be the monster. Yeah. And, and the, yeah, this booker too. had, had, had the host do time in between too. Mm-hmm. And I'm just standing in the back. Like I just kept thinking how much money I was being paid for it, which was really good money for that one, one night. And so I just was like, okay, I'm making good money. And I did sell a bunch of merch and, and it's, I don't know how I truly don't know. How. I think just out of people, like they just, they had made up their minds that they already liked me before, even though it was not that good of a show. And then they just already liked me. Yeah. And I, I think that's what it was, but yeah, I just kept, cause normally I would, normally I would, I would be like, no, we're not doing that. You know, lighting's bad or the, the mics should be here. And this person's only doing this amount of time and that anywhere else I would, but I, I don't know. I just, for some reason, I don't know why I, I don't know why I cowed, I cowed down on. Whenever I don't speak up, I regret it. Yeah. It's like, it's so bad. I wish I would have yeah. spoken up. So I'm like, all right, stop, get over yourself. Stop acting like you have to be the, the nicest princess in the world and go up you and don't. speak up for yourself. So, so that the show yeah. and, and, and the show goes better for the audience too. Mm-hmm. If you, if you speak up and you say, this is how it and should I be. And I know done. this, this is shit. I literally teach. I literally teach people this shit. Yeah. People literally pay me to teach them how to be good comics and how to professionally run shows and book shows and shit like that. And I know it's, it's not, it's, it's just weird how every now and then you just become this other person. It's just, I, I don't know. I don't know. I surprised the fuck out of myself the night before. And I was so proud of just getting out of my comfort zone, doing something I know that I normally wouldn't do. And I ended up doing it really well. And I was like, Oh, this is awesome. And that's another thing. I had fucking 21 new minutes. If I really did, if I did it properly, you know, those three, seven minute things, like I can take all of that, turn that all into material. Did I do anything from the night before? The next night? No, no. not when you're not feeling good. Hell no. no. Unless Dad, you're like me. When it, and it, where was I at? Minneapolis. And the shows when I was like, oh, they've got nothing. They're giving me nothing. I was like, fuck them. <laughs> and I just started doing real new shit. <laughs> <laughs> real loose. And did it go well? Absolutely not. Uh, but hey, but you got it out of your mouth. You don't have sure. time for open mics these days. You That's gotta just, right. It you was, gotta, you gotta, yeah. What does the open portion of my headlining say? Let's sink the ship faster. That's what I always say. <laughs> well, that's good. But overall, you had a good time, right? It looked like you had a good time. Yeah, it was very fun. I, yeah. I, I, I stayed in the mall for three days straight. I didn't see the sun. Uh, it was good. <laughs> no, it was very fun. I had fun. The Minneapolis people are so sweet. House of Comedy. Hell yeah. Great place. Great club. Great staff. Well ran club. Nice. Love a Love a bar. That is outside, outside of, the of the club, but you have to go through the bar to go in. But I love, sure. I like that setup. Same, same. That's like, like that Laugh Boston one is the, yes. the, the ideal same setup. Yes. I think yeah. that's, yeah, I, I was thinking that's what you're referencing. Yeah. That dude is really nice. The owner of all those. Um, well, very cool. I think, I think we've done it. I think we have done, oh, we had a new review which was from one of our former guests, which I thought was very sweet, which by the way, as a reminder, listeners, if you love the show, anything about it, 
um, or you're just in a good mood and you're like, hey, I want to do something kind for somebody today, uh, but you don't want to spend the money or you don't want to go out and actually, you know, rescue a puppy or anything, just go over to our page, uh, specifically on Apple podcast, go over to our podcast page and you too can leave us a review. It really helps with um, algorithms, sponsors, all that kind of stuff. So that would be great. But we got one recently from one of our favorites, Davi Crimmins. And she, the title is Cheaties, five stars. And it says, the only thing more fun than listening to Cheaties is being on Cheaties. Thanks for having me on and teaching me how to stake and shake it off, ladies. Love your podcast Aww. neighbor, Davi the Scapegoat. Thank you, Davi. That was very sweet. Um, we need to turn around and do the same thing on hers. And y'all, if you're listening, just take two seconds to go leave us a review and uh, share this podcast with somebody that you love that you think would find us um, mildly entertaining. So, <laughs> Okay. See y'all on the road. Yes. Doing a 20-minute headlining spot. <laughs> After an hour and a half of features. That's right. Living the dream, y'all. Yes. All right. And go buy some Giggle Gloss, too. Giggleglass.com. Go grab you some. All right. We'll, um, be, next, we'll be back next week with, uh, who do we have? It's uh, Madison. Madison Shepard. Very funny, Madison Shepard. Very funny. Yep. Okay. We love you. Doodles. Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode of Cheaties Podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen. And if you've been cheated on or you have cheated, you've got a cheating story that we want to hear. Leave us a teaser voicemail at 888-STABBY-8. That's 888-782-2298. And hey, while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and follow us on Instagram at Cheaties Podcast. Follow me, Lace Larrabee, at Lace Larrabee. And follow me, Catherine Blanford, at It's Catherine Blanford. Stay stabby! Go to your ready-made horse, that's all you're good for!